Welcome everyone to uh, Pirkei Avot. We continue with Perik Aleph with the first chapter of Pirkei Avot. I'm going to look at the camera. Those of you on Zoom will, will have to uh, just tolerate the fact I'm not looking directly at you. And uh, it's wonderful that we can share the important lessons, the ethical lessons that are contained in Pirkei Avot. Lessons which are embedded in the very foundation of our religion. Our religion is not just about doing mitzvahs, it's about doing mitzvahs in the right frame of mind and being the right people, the people that we need to be in order to get closer to Hashem. We're now going to look at the next Mishnah, Mishnah Zayin of Perik Aleph. Nittai Ha'arbeili Oime. What did Nittai say? So Nittai Ha'arbeili said as follows, Harcheik Mishochein Ra. You must distance yourself from somebody who can be considered a bad neighbor, a bad associate, neighbor associate, either way. What, what is a neighbor or an associate? Somebody who you are connected with, who is a poor influence. Let's look at what the parish says. It says that harcheik mishochein ra, harcheik atzmecha milodur bishchenus leodom shehura. Don't, you shouldn't live in a place where you're going to be in very close proximity to somebody who is bad. Somebody who is bad in terms of their connection to heaven. We're going to talk about that. Or to people. I want to tell you, I want to create the difference. I want to paint that difference for you. Uh, so that you have some understanding what it means. The difference between and There are some people who are wonderful people. They're good. They do favors, they're positive, etc., in terms of their relationship with people. But when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to God, all they're trying to do is to distance you from God. For example, they'll tell you, I don't need God to be a good person, I'm a good person without God. That is not a shochein toiv, that's a shochein ra. If you associate with people like that, you may come to think like them. What do I need to be associated with God for? Because if I'm associated with God, I may be good, I may not be good, but this person isn't associated with God, and he doesn't care about God, he doesn't care about the Torah, he doesn't care about being Jewish, and he's a good person, he's a nice person, I have a wonderful relationship with him. That's a very subjective approach, and that, in a sense, undermines the very essence of our um, primary directive, which is that we are here on this planet, on planet Earth, we were born to make sure that we are close to Hashem. So a shochein ra is someone who distances us from God, and sometimes it can be so surreptitious, not deliberately underhanded, but by our association with a shochein who is ra, we can distance ourselves from Hashem. That is somebody who the parish calls ra lashomayim. His association with Shomayim is not one that is positive. What about Rala Briois? Occasionally we have the exact opposite. We have people we associate with who never ever missed Kriya Shema Bizman. They always make sure that they daven properly, they wear tefillin every day, they keep Shabbos, they keep kosher, they do everything properly. And yet, they're not nice to people. They're dismissive. It doesn't have to be deliberate. They're not deliberate. It's not like they're a gunner or something like that. 
but their whole attitude towards the people in the world is negative. It's the whole atmosphere of their social life is dismissive of others. And you might think, oh, I can be close to Hashem through this person because he is, after all, somebody who's a Shomit Torah mitzvah and he's very knowledgeable and he's a Talmud Chochem, but he, you know, he's not nice to other people. Okay, it doesn't matter, he's not nice to other people, but he's such a... Says Nittai Ha'ar Bailey, if you want to be a proper Jew, it doesn't matter whether that shochein is ra labriois or ra la shomayim. Either way, that's not the right ap- the approach in terms of finding the right person to have a relationship with. You have to associate with people who are toiv la shomayim and toiv labriois. That is your duty. That is what you have to do. You have to find the type of people who are going to associate with you, who are going to elevate you, both in terms of your spiritual growth and in terms of your social growth, making sure that you do the right thing with the people you live with. By the way, there is this concept in the English language we have it, somebody who is a social climber. Have you ever heard of that? A social climber is somebody who makes friends with the right people so that they can elevate themselves from one level to another in terms of their social environment, of their social associations. Of course, I don't subscribe to social climbing. It's not a good thing. I don't go to parties just to make sure that I can meet the right people and know the right people. Networking is not for that purpose. Networking is lahagdul Torah or adira. Any networking that you do, any friend or associate that you have, should always be for the right purpose. Anything else should be considered a shochen ra. I want all the people who are listening to this share to make sure that they are not social climbers, but that they are Hashem climbers. Can you be an Hashem climber? Is it possible? Climb in terms of your social associations so that you can be a better person for Hashem and climb in terms of your spiritual social associations that you can be closer to Hashem. Don't ever associate with people who are toiv la shomayim but ra la briois, who or who are toiv la briois but ra la shomayim. That's the message of Nittai Ha'arbeili. Harcheik mishochein ra. That's an extremely important per, um, uh, concept. We have in this week's parsha, in fact, we talk about Koirach. What happened with Koirach? Koirach got friendly with Doson and Aviram. You know, when you're friendly with the wrong people, it is not something that dilutes. It's something that intensifies. That means, Koirach, by being friendly with Dosan and Aviram, two people who spent their entire lives, as far as we know it, all the information that we know, trying to undermine the authority of those who have been chosen by God, Moshe Rabbeinu had to run away from Mitzrayim because Dosan and Aviram threatened him when they were fighting or they had this fight, etc. So, we know that Dosan and Aviram were not good people. But so far, after the Exodus, nothing had happened. They were Dosan and Aviram in the tribe of Reuven. They did what they did, but no, they weren't affecting anybody. Then you had Koirach. Koirach was somebody who had whatever the complaint was that he had against Moshe Rabbeinu. In and of itself, maybe it could have been kept within the family. 
But what happened was he met Dosan and Aviram. They must have been one night in the pub together, drinking a beer. And Dosan and Aviram were complaining about Moshe Rabbeinu. And Koirach was complaining about Moshe Rabbeinu. And they both thought to each other, what? one second, we both share a common cause, says the Medrash. If somebody is evil, what happens is those who are associated with evil will also suffer. Koirach maybe wouldn't have achieved his notoriety, his negative imprint on history had he not met Dosan and Aviram. And Dosan and Avira might have survived. Who knows what would have happened to them? Might have certainly not been uh, recognized as such a vile force within the Jewish faith, within the Jewish um, tradition, had it not been for their association with Koirach. But the two together became a toxic combination. Oile Rosha Oile Shechenoi. Says Nittai Ho'ar Beili. I want to make sure that when you have a Shochein, it's going to be a shochen toiv, somebody who's going to enable you in your version of Hashem climbing, that you are going to be somebody who's going to elevate yourself through this relationship. That is the key. You've got to make sure that harcheik mishochen ra. And he continues, Don't associate, don't tie yourself up with a rasha. Now, tishaber is different than being friendly. You know, you don't have to be friendly with a Russia to be influenced by a Russia. For example, you could be influenced by the works of Karl Marx, but we've never met Karl Marx because he died in the 1800s. And you could read all the works of Karl Marx and you could become a Marxist. And somehow that will affect the way that you conduct your life. You'll become a communist, you'll become a God denier. And you know that uh, Karl Marx said some of the worst things possible that it is possible to say about Jews, he became a Jewish anti-Semite, even though his grandfather was a rabbi and his father who drifted away from Judaism. We have no evidence that in particular he was against being Jewish. In those days, you had to, uh, you had to abandon your Judaism if you wanted to advance your career. And Karl Marx's father advanced his career, was a lawyer, but Karl Marx became a Jewish anti-Semite. And now, we could read the works of Karl Marx and we could become, if we subscribe to his version of the world as we know it, we could become bad. That is called his chabrus with somebody who is a Russia. Somebody who wants to undermine the concept that God is in control of the world and that we have a Torah which tells us how to conduct ourselves as Jews and how to conduct ourselves, in fact, as human beings. And Karl Marx wanted to do away with all that. He based himself, of course, on Rousseau, but it's not important why he did it. We know that his chabrus with something that's bad is bad for us. And that's why Nittai Ha'arbeli says, the alt is chaber l'arosha, and the parish says, af im einoi shechencha, even if he is not your neighbor, v'loi telamed mamasov, you shouldn't, learn from his ways. Anybody who brings themselves close to Rishayim, even if he doesn't do exactly as they say and doesn't do what they do, 
in effect if you become a subscriber to their way a subscriber to their method a subscriber to their ideology you then are going to suffer the consequences of that ideology of that ideal in this world you're going to say I'm, I've never done anything wrong I'm not that person but there is a concept of and this is an ethical concept it's not a concept where you're going to be punished by Hashem. There is an ethical concept, and Pirkei Ovis is about Jewish ethics, of guilt by association. You are associating with people who are bad and who do bad things, or you are associated with people who promote bad things, and through that, you are going to be guilty of any of the effects that will result from the things that they do or suggest or propose and that is in, in, its, in and of itself, says Nittai Ha'arbeli, a bad thing. Make sure that you are a person who dissociates yourself from those who are going to cause you harm. Those who are going to um, cause you to drift away from Hashem. And continues the Mishnah. Va'al tisyo'esh min ha'puranois. And this is very, very interesting. What does it mean? What is one of the, the greatest and I would say it's an Achilles heel, Achilles heel of the human condition. You have this problem that you know people who do bad stuff, but things are going well for them and you know that by associating with them it's going to be good for you. Says Niteha Arbeli, that is not a long-term strategy. If anything, it's a short-term strategy because ultimately, you know that the Chazal say Soif Ganuf Litliya. The end situation for anybody that is a thief is that they will hang. Those who are bad will ultimately end up bad. You know, I remember Shlomo Kalbach used to say it was it's it's an idea that he uh, that he suggested in one of his albums, but I heard him say it many, many times. He said as follows, if anybody who lived in Yerushalayim almost 2,000 years ago when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, would have said to a Roman soldier, listen, Mr. Roman soldier, I'm coming back. I'm going to come back to Yerushalayim. I'm a Jew. We are an eternal people. We are the chosen people. We are the Am HaNivchar. You can destroy our base Amikdash, we're coming back. What do you think the Roman soldier would have said? You crazy? You're coming back? We just burnt down your base Amikdash, we've destroyed your city. It's the end for the Jewish people. Now let me ask you, in the context of history, who survived? The Roman or the Jew? Ultimately, the Jewish, uh, the Jewish people has not only survived but we've thrived through every type of trial and tribulation. And the Roman Empire collapsed. It may have taken a few hundred years. The Roman Empire was for five, six hundred years the most powerful force in the world, in the known world. And yet, what remains of the Roman Empire? What remains of the Greek Empire? What remains of the Persian Empire? What remains of the Babylonian Empire? What remains of the Assyrian Empire? What remains of the Egyptian Empire? Nothing! 
and the Jews endure. Because our message is not one of, I'm in control of a country and that's what it's all about. Our message is one of spirituality and of connection to God. So you could have somebody who looks extremely successful. You could have somebody who appears to be all-powerful, omnipotent in every possible way. And you could be bewitched by that power. You could feel that by my association with that, even though it's not perfect, I somehow will benefit. And of course, I'm doing it for the best possible motivations. Ultimately, any association with evil taints your goals and taints you as a person. And that is why Nittai Ho'ar Bailey said, Never give up by the fact that those who are good are suffering. Imagine those people who were in the Warsaw Ghetto, in Lodge Ghetto, or in Auschwitz, who thought to themselves, the world has come to an end. It's not possible for the Jewish faith to be correct if everybody who is a Jew is being murdered by the Nazis. What possible benefit could there be being a Jew? That is called being Messiahish ala Puronios. We somehow are going to look at the facts as they are on the ground right now as the ultimate verdict on what is right and what is wrong. No, no. Might isn't right. The Roman Empire might have been the mightiest empire on the planet for centuries and yet the Roman Empire no longer exists. It could be that the Nazis, for the brief period in our history where they created such havoc across the, the Western world, were the most powerful force. And by the way, there's no question that the German army at the beginning of the Second World War was the most best trained and the best military force in the world at that time. And yet, altis yaish minaparonis. Don't ever think that when things seem bad, that it's all over and that nothing that you do is going to make a difference to the ultimate result. Hashem wants us to succeed. We have to stick to our guns. We have to make sure that everything that we do is going to be al taharas HaKodesh because we want to sanctify God's name, that we want to purify the world around us. That is our goal and in the to the extent that it's possible we have to pursue that goal even when it seems that it's not worthwhile even when it seems that it's pointless we have to make sure that we know that there is a goal and that god created the world for us to succeed it's not specifically be us about us as individuals the message of hashem in this world is that spirituality and godliness can prevail and don't allow, don't be swayed by the fact that there are those who succeed, who, are seem, who seem or appear to be godless, who appear to be outside of that realm. And somehow we think that through association with them, we can achieve our objective. We have to remain pure to our ideals. We are Jews. We are B'nai Torah. We are Yir'ei Shamayim. We are the standard bearers and the ambassadors of God's message on this world. And our duty and our obligation is to make sure that everything that we do is going to be 
fully and completely and totally dedicated to the fact that we are his servants and that we are here only to make sure that everything that we do is for his service. So I'd like to thank you so much for listening. This year, of course, is sponsored. And I'd like to thank particularly Daniela Schwartz for sponsoring the share. And I'd like to mention that we want to have, and this is why she wanted the share to be uh, to be sponsored. She wants to make sure that we have a speedy Rufua Shalema for Mayor Ben Teresa Esther. That Mayor Ben Teresa Esther should have a Rufua Shalema Bimehirus and Klal Yisrael she said, needs healing. Daniela, I agree with you completely that we are in the midst of an unprecedented and difficult situation. But Emir Tashem, but Ezra Tashem, everything will get better. Uh, and I know I wrote some months ago about my relative, Willie Stern, who sadly passed away from COVID. If you look at that, it's on my website, a wonderful obituary that I wrote for a very, very special Holocaust survivor who was one of the first victims of COVID in the UK. He once told me, I said to him, how did you get through all the difficult situations in your life? And he said, I know one thing is for sure. Good times follow bad times. And whenever you're in the midst of a bad situation, know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And so, even as Kalal Yisrael suffers very difficult circumstances, and we are, for reasons that cannot be explained, the objects and the subjects of anti-Semitism in fights that have nothing whatsoever to do with us, we can know that good times follow bad times. And we should never give up, and we should know that we need to stay strong, and we need to remain completely committed to our ideals, and to who we are as the Am as the chosen people. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single person who's on the Zoom and is watching this on YouTube, who's listening to it on SoundCloud. I appreciate the fact that you are participating in this extremely important Pirke Ovas Shir. And I thank you for that. And hopefully next week we'll continue. By that time I'll be in Eretz Israel. We'll continue with the next Mishnah in Perik Aleph. Thank you. Thank you.